I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Visions of Martin Luther staring at me. Malcolm X could hex on my future. Someone catch me. I'm falling victim to a revolutionary song. The Serengeti's throne cone. Back to put you backstabbers back on your spinal bone. Yeah, now pass around the collection plate, uh, everybody. And let's uh, go ahead and make, you know, we need to take up the second offering for the Chids uh, yes, we, Missionary we, Fund. We thank you. Because, uh, you know, our preachers like yes. to do the Kids Missionary Style. Uh, Deacon Chris, we thank you for that, 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 that selection. selection, sir. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Monday night. Uh, halfway through our week, our hump day, if you will. Yes, yes, y'all. And uh, we have a very special guest on, a friend of the show, uh, a host of his own podcast, mm-hmm. The Mundane Festival, um, and, of course, a comedian who you can find all his work at uh, chrislamberth.com. Uh, it's homeboy uh, Chris Lamberth. What's up, playboy? What's going on, Rod and Karen? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm great. Uh, nothing much going on. It's just good to hear you. Uh, good to catch up with you. Um, actually, man, you're you're probably making history right now. You're the first guest ever on um, the podcast that we get paid to do um, <laughs> from our fans. So, yep. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah you were the first, I'm to, sir. I'm happy to be a part of it. Do, do I get like trumpet music, like in the Jackie Robinson, like in '42? Uh, I can play you some Macklemore uh, real quick. Uh, okay. If that'll work. Here you go. All right. That's right. I don't know what this song is about. I have no idea. I heard it's about gay marriage. It just makes you shake your ass. That's not I have. about gay marriage? Oh, I That's what know. I heard. Someone told wow. me they cheated and watched the video. And that's how they know it's about gay marriage. Oh, that's the only way you go, no. All I hear is like dings and dolls and ch- ch- Well, he's rapping so fast. I yes. re- None of the lines really connect with me. You know, uh, it's, it's all, you know, return with a hit or a hit with a middle with a middle with a could when I hit with a needle. Uh. I'm like, okay. Well, what what is what does that mean? Yeah, that's how just make you just make you step or dance or shake your ass. Yeah, it's yeah. the movie popcorn of music. You know what I mean? Fast <laughs> and yeah. quick. Like it's just it doesn't stick to your ribs or anything, but it's just something about you can't stop, man. Listen to shit. Oh wait. Did we say a little bit of Kashi? Like yeah. At one point he he oh. shouts out Shark Week. Oh, because okay. it, it, it rhymes with Kashi. Yeah, I'm sure cheese is in here. Like, it's a very white song. And crackers. Um, <laughs> now, here's he what... Rapped, he rapped about good credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having four one ks Yeah, taking care of kids and you're living in the projects now. I'm just, um, <laughs> <laughs> living in the suburbs, word. Um, so, uh, there's a thing that a lot of people don't know, though. Um, if you go on Spotify... I don't know why this exists, by the way. If you go on Spotify, there you put in like can't hold us. Now, of course, the song that you want to hear will pop up. But also, people go out and just do 
cover versions of Can't Hold Us. Wow. Just just for the hits, I guess, on Spotify, because the songs aren't nearly as good. No. You know, um, like like listen to this. This is uh by Tyler Ward and Alex G. Oh snap, return of the Mac. Get it what it is, what it does, what it is, what it isn't. Looking for a better way to get it, but I've been sleeping on the internet and checking it. Here we get up. Push up and start walking. Little bit of humble, little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Casby. Sweaty gang, nope, nope, y'all can't copy, yo. Them walking. This is our party. No. Stop. No. Wow. No. It's kind of like the trend where people, you have like a pretty white girl. I don't know if she's pretty or not, but mm-hmm. usually there's a pretty white girl with a guitar. And she's slowing the song down and trying to, yeah. How are you? Although, but like it, but that only really works when it's ironic that you're taking exactly. a very uh, culturally quote unquote black song and exactly. whitening it up. So it's like, oh, so that's another way to hear this. Yeah. You're taking a white song and making it whiter. Wow. It's like putting bleach on can't hold us <laughs> and putting it out there again. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Um, and that's a good one. Uh, oh, here's that's a good one. Yeah, here's some more. Um, this is by Carl Arnett. Ceiling can't hold us. That's another thing. He changed the name. Why are you changing the name? Oh, we got pianos in them. That's the B flat. That's the B. That's the A minor. Oh, he on beat too. Lord have mercy. At least the girl was on beat. How you gonna do the shit and do it? What? What? Be worse? Yes. What are you doing? It's like whatever beat going. He heard like a split second right behind it. That is. That is. That is. (laughs) Oh my god! Like maybe he isn't. Um. Maybe Macklemore isn't your favorite rapper or the best rapper in the world, but he can rap. Yes, he can. It's a skill. It's yeah. It's a skill. People don't realize that it, it takes skill. And it's, practice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, here's another one. This is Valora. What? Valora Ferozzi. What is this? I slowed it down even more, didn't it? Come on in. Yeah. They be grabbing the Casio for this stuff, don't they? So that again, Chris. I'm uh, sorry. I said they got the keyboard that Terrence Howard used in uh, <laughs> Hustle and Flow. Yeah, and they just got it looped on the remit on oh, uh, repeat. Listen to this shit. What it does, what it is, what it is it? Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking yeah, new hit up. up. Get up, get up. <laughs> Back more. Say what you want to about Macklemore. He, he's, it's hard what he did. Yeah. Like if you, who can't hear the, I can hear so much difference in these versions. Stop. Go pick an easier song. Like do uh, all gold everything or something where it's like, yes. you know what? That didn't no. require a lot of like timing and no. multi-syllable words and stuff like that. Yes. And they trying so hard and they offbeat and, they slowing it down, but even with them slowing it down, they still off beat. Yeah, I used to think Macklemore was white. I mean, was whack. I now I'm completely on board with this dude. He's a talent. Yes, he is. And uh I take everything I've ever thought about him back. Even if I don't feel like he's rapping about shit, 
uh that don't matter he's he got not talent. rapping he's not rapping about shit in a much better way Dang. than people can imitate <laughs> yes he, he's the guy that has the black dude singing with him right yeah yeah is it on the reg on the original vo- uh, version it's that put your hands up like the ceiling can hold us uh-huh. Like the silly can hold like Sean Kingston's stunt double, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, do, well, do you think they could sing that Guap song then if they can't even do this shit? Uh, I don't. Probably. That's a simpler song than Return of the Mac. Hit him. Like, get the Guap is just like a lot of money's on the float out. Bitch, do not slam the car though. Anyone should be able to do that, Karen. You'd be amazed. I, I bet there's 15 versions of that song got well, there, too. Probably, Somebody probably a white it girl. Up. It's probably a white girl version. A lot of money's on the floor, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, do not slam the car door. <laughs> get that guap, nigga. Yeah. Get that guap. <laughs> I get the guap, niggers. Um, I get that guap. So, uh, yeah, this is the Blackout Test podcast, a comedy podcast uh, hosted by Karen and myself, a uh, comedy you like husband and wife duo. We do this five times a week. And the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Yep, yep. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Uh, today's podcast is not sponsored by anybody except the people that pay to listen to all the premium content, y'all. Thank mm. you. That's right. We have premium shows now. Um, we do. And, uh, we do have to like tell people about them, um, because, uh, it's such a big deal for us uh, I'm excited because Roger put the post out late and folks was like immediately on it so for those of you going like what the hell why would they immediately own it y'all got to go to our page and put your email yeah. address in so that y'all get every single post and everything that goes up yeah. they get the first deals that's, that's kind of why it's important to sign up yeah you can go to uh, theblackoutist.com slash premium and see all the details about how to, uh, you know, get access to the premium shows. I know some people clicked on the links like, ooh, new shows. And then, um, get it was mad. like, oh, wait it was like, no, nigga. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you had to pay for access to them, but it's, you know, I don't got a job no more. So this is how we're going to subsidize that, hopefully. And if not, then I just had to get a job and we'll have to stop doing all the shit. But hey, <laughs> let's stay positive and hope that Negroes come through. Okay. Oh, they are. Um, so I far, we, y'all. so far we've had a lot of, uh, people sign up, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people show support, man. I can't wait to start hearing what people think about the new Shit. shows. Uh, let me go through the new shows first of all. And this is, what's so funny is this is only the beginning. The beginning cause yes, we got a lot. <laughs> we about to go through a bunch of shows, but y'all, we sit down all the time going, well, should we do this? No, nah, let's do this. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's think about this. Not yet. Like this. we, we have at least two shows off the top of our head that, we're just not putting out yet. Yeah, because so, we're like, we need to think about that a little bit more. But uh the first one is called Lip Smacking Good. It's hosted by Karen by herself. For all y'all that hate me and love Karen. And, and love I know food. secretly there's a lot of y'all. And you love food. She won all the tippies. Okay. Yes. You guys, I can get out the way. I know when to let a star shine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You know, I'm not Kobe Bryant. I'm Jason Kidd. <laughs> Thank you for passing me the ball. Mm-hmm. Get your shine on. Um, but yeah, it's called Lip Smacking Good. It's a show hosted by Karen and it's all about food culture and the love of food. Karen talks to people about food from all over the globe in the way that only Karen can. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I, I won't ever say a word on this show. You, unless she invites me as a guest, you'll never hear me say a word on the show. Um, so you guys get to hear Karen's interview style 
and uh, which is a lot different than Roderick's. And uh, her first show is already up. Uh, it's actually featuring um, Stella Yu, who is uh, uh, from uh, uh, what is it, Food Junkie Chronicles dot mm-hmm. net. Um, and she is a food blogger and she travels around the globe. Yes, she and, does. Um, she, she all, uh, she, she's, you know, she's pretty she's awesome. All food, everything. Yeah, all food, everything. So, um, that's dope. Um, <clears throat> then we also have Medium Talk with Vitamins Prime. We haven't done our first episode of that yet, but I'm still working on that. Had some schedule difficulties, but that one be up soon. Uh, we have Balls Deep Sports. <laughs> that's right, people. For people that, like to go in depth with their sports, man. They, uh, they go balls deep. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta go balls deep, um, on some sports. And, uh, uh, that is a podcast about sports that is hosted by me. Uh, the first episode was recorded, uh, last week. It was, uh, uh, me, Justin, and for people who remember filling the lanes, uh, Trill Mazeroski, uh, aka Walt Frazier, he was there and, um, we had a good time, man. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I actually have a trailer to play for that later. And then we have The Nerd Off, which is a weekly podcast dedicated to nerd culture. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm still bringing up shows. Uh, this is a show for nerds that don't hate everything. So if you don't hate everything and you're still call yourself a nerd, you can uh, listen to this and you won't be disgusted by it with yourself. Yes. Um, and, of course, for movie reviews uh for people that uh seen the movie never plan on seeing the movie just don't give a fuck now you can go catch up with our latest spoiler movie reviews and we've already released a couple of those we've had oblivion we've had iron man three um and there's a couple more coming actually that we've recorded and we got to put out next week um so hopefully man you know people are everybody that's signing up and really like getting to be uh, a part of this are seeing that uh you know it's worth the money and stuff like that and uh everybody will feel you know inclined to continue to uh support the show man yes and uh, uh justin has a spin-off show too well it's not out yet Karen. it's, it's not what, out stop. yet nope. i'm sorry it's not out yet. we'll announce that later and what and how you guys can get involved with it okay, okay? my bad yeah I told you we got i'm telling you guys so much stuff <laughs> and more stuff too uh, so much that, stuff and i'm talking oh wait what wait a minute that's right we hadn't talked about it yet oh, oh my bad all i do is book guests and talk yep. to people that's, all day long that's and, his job um today i did something special because i'm sure people are like um well what why should i listen to this shit i mean is it i already got free shit i don't give a fuck about y'all fuck y'all niggas i hope you die poor and never ever prosper i had to go back and get a job and go back doing the show three times a week because i don't hate i hate you i hate everything about you um but uh I, don't be like that okay guys um here's a preview of uh we'll do previews every day this week here's a preview of balls deep episode number one that's right karen hey rod are you ready to go balls deep in sports hi Welcome to Balls Deep. Justin, um, he's been on the show 20 million times. Light-skinned brothers ruling the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> we got two agenda. The philanthropist is here, the philosopher. Trilly Ocean looking for his Caribbean queen still in the room, and they were like, no, we're going to call ourselves the Splash Brothers when we stroll. That's <laughs> funny, B. And, and the coach light skin too. More Jackson. I got to give him his props. Yeah, old fake-ass man of God. Um. <laughs> now, Trill, let me ask you, because Rod and I discussed this a while back, that when he first got sent home, like, just go home, and they had security. Like, it wasn't a regular conversation with the coach. Like, they obviously had security already there waiting. 
um, and patted him down before he entered the building and all that other good stuff. But what happened that Pop had to just send him home? I feel like the greatest thing ever would be the Bulls go down 25 at halftime. They go to the locker room in game seven, and Derrick Rose comes out still wearing his slacks and church <laughs> shoes and a jersey and suits up like a, the last game in Above the Rim. They beat, <laughs> they beat, the, they beat the Heat. And then Birdie shoots him on the court in front of everybody. Like, that shit would be, uh, I think that would be the greatest thing who, I've ever who seen. Who would be Birdie for the Heat, though? I'm a firm believer that if you are here whining and dining at some point to get, it, it, with the auspice of that you're going to get some pussy or, or a relationship out of it, uh, you're doing those things for a purpose. And whether it's the gifts or a ring, he did it for a purpose. She agreed for a time. She changed her mind. It's part of the game. Um, now, does she agree for a purpose? I mean, she agreed for her purposes. It's for her purposes, but she did agree, and it's part of the game. So, if, if, if anything, he's winning. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, closing segment. I'm going to try to make sure I do this every week. This week in Mamba, Kobe Bryant is playing some of his toughest defense <laughs> yet, suing his mama. Why? Oh, Lord. Um, that, that's cold that you're playing clean and clean out. Huh? <laughs> what? Huh, sir? I wasn't going to comment on Mamba. <laughs> All right, man. So that's a preview of just a couple clips of what we talked about um, on that show. It's like an hour and a half long, just hanging out, talking some sports with my boys, talked a lot of basketball. Uh, we talked some Titus Young. You didn't get to hear that. We talked about Mario Williams and his ring. Um, just a ton of stuff, man. It was very fun. And we'll have more previews for you later in the week, man. But, uh, hopefully that kind of gets your beak wet for, um, or gets you feeling like, hey, I, I want to hear some of that. Um, <clears throat> all right. I got random thoughts for today. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. Number one, Chris, I know you've seen this. I watched Zero Dark 30 this weekend. And uh, what did you think about Zero Dark Thirty? I thought it was okay. Uh, it, it was well acted, but it really didn't. I really didn't get too excited until the last like half hour of it when they actually raided the Bin Laden's compound. It, it was cool, you know, beating, killing brown people, and they did killing the kids. And they didn't kill kids; they just killed like a couple of women. And it like, got nominated for some. Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won. Did it win? It won something, a couple things. I I don't re- really remember. Yeah, I um, know they won some stuff. Here's, I think Argo won the Oscar for movie of the year or whatever, right? And uh, uh, yeah, um, I don't think Jess, did Je- Jessica Chastain was she nominated for anything? She was. She did get nominated for best actress, but um, Hunger Games girl Jennifer Lawrence won for yeah. uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Here's the thing, man. Um, this movie fucking sucks. It's boring as shit, by the it way. It looked boring. That's why I Jesus checked out. Christ. I was um, like, ooh, this is slow moving. I felt like I was catching Bin Laden. Like, the shit was taking so long. I was like, is it real time? Are we doing all 18 years it took to catch this nigga? Because <laughs> you can skip some of the scenes. I don't need to know what she ate for breakfast every morning or what she talked about at the coffee table. Uh, let's just get straight into uh you know killing some terrorists and shit um and i thought it was a bit confusing um too like some of the terms and stuff that they use 
i get they were trying to be authentic but like a little subtitle or something could have helped the brother out it's just like you know it looks like he's with uh ksm and i was like what the fuck is ksm and then later on somebody was like i had to ask twitter and they were like khalid shaheed, khalid shaheed muhammad or something i was like yeah. So what the nigga from Trial Call Quest got to do with this? I don't know. <laughs> they never even brought him up. I don't see Q-Tip. He's not wearing those headphones. What the nope. fuck is happening in There's this movie? There's nothing vibrant about this movie. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's like office work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and I think, here's my, there's what I think happened, right? This, this is my analysis because I don't know, you know, I can't, this is hindsight vision. Uh, I feel like the torture scene became a political argument and that made this movie more hype than it was. You I know? believe that. It's like how George Lucas went on TV and basically said, Oh, the poor black children ain't got no heroes, everybody. See and people ya. was like, I need to see red tails mm-hmm. to support the blackness. And then we went and saw it and it sucked. I feel you like that. Me? I feel like that's what happened with this movie. People argue so much about whether torture worked or not. Uh, because liberals are of a mindset where you can never so torture working and nobody's ever said that it worked to get to find bin laden so you can't say that and republicans are like you know hey fuck them it's jack bauer hook up the car battery cables and get to work <laughs> on these fucking uh brown uh camel jockeys and um i feel like that's what happened was the debate was bigger than the fucking movie the movie's terrible I yeah i wasn't that. really a big fan of the movie and i think it's because you had I think one because you had the hype around Captain Bigelow because mm-hmm. of the Hurt Locker and her next project. Um, I think her next project should be her directing me in the um, Christopher Dorner uh, story. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, called, you could do that. It's called Zero Chance That Your Plan Is Ever Going to Work Out. <laughs> Starkey. And, and like that's where she should go next. But no, I just really wasn't, I, I wasn't feeling it. I got, I, I got a screener and I was just like, eh, all right. But I think you're right. I think the torture scene probably, that torture scene was, was something that got, was a, uh, like a hot topic and. You know and- what's crazy? It's not even the torture. Uh, no offense. The torture in here is lame. It's whack. It's not like, it, I'm sure it would fuck me up in real life. But as yeah. far as movie tortures, I've seen much, much worse. You know, well, I've seen uh, if you've seen the the Dead Man Down, the last uh, Colin Farrell movie, uh, it was a pretty good uh, torture scene that was yeah gruesome. It's, it's just like a random B movie. If you watch Game of Thrones, you've seen worse torture. Oh. You know, like this is not torture. Like this is torture as far as textbook, but. People were acting like they did some like fucking really heinous stuff. Well, and and well, yeah, like what I think really what this is about, what the controversy is about, and why people even like this movie is because it's an American blowjob. Like it is just yeah, a blowjob. Like how great we are. How awesome Amer- we are. We finally killed that motherfucker. Uh, this uh, Ben Laden. That's why the movie was made in the first place. Yeah, Ben Laden and them. Ben Laden and them killed uh her friend. And she decided to get revenge and, uh, she worked her ass off and believed and they finally got to kill that dude. And that's really what this shit was about. It's like, look, America, aren't we great? We killed this dude. And, and it's really manipulative because the last 30 minutes is an action movie, kind of with the SEAL Team 6 breach. That's, and that's, and that's how they promoted the movie. 
yeah right. and it's kind of and the fact that it ends that way is kind of like the hangover one ended with the pictures in the phone yeah <laughs> where it's like oh this movie was fucking great and then you think about it, it's like i don't well, okay the first 90 minutes i kind of was like eh, i don't know what i think and then they fucking show the pictures at the end and you're like ah love this movie everybody yeah. old ladies are sucking dick in the elevator this is a good ass movie that's how i feel about this man is I, I i was not a fan and uh also Catherine bigelow i don't get what why she got an oscar for this like or nomination like the main lady i didn't feel like she was really uh given a full range of different emotions like you i didn't know, feel like oh, there was Chastain, much special chastain i'm sorry uh, yes. other than half well, it was sleepy. pretty weak it was pr- the the female uh oscar category best actress was pretty weak this year mm yeah, and, uh, you, you had like Silver Linus Playbook, which was a good movie mm-hmm. up until Chris Tucker taught uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence how to dance. And he had to be like a magical Negro in it. But <laughs> I mean, but it, it, it really was weak. So, you know, Chastain is somebody that's been grinding hard. So it's like, let's give her one. You know, I could see the Academy doing that. But you're right. Like, it really, I, I just, it's not really memorable. Like I, it's been about four or five months since I've seen it, and I'm not, I'm not really that. I, I don't really remember that much. Yeah, it's yeah. just not a memorable movie. Mm-mm. It looked really boring to me. And the 15 minutes that I did sit down long enough to watch it, I watched her eat five bowls of oatmeal, stare at tapes, <laughs> uh, go back and forth with DVD, VCR players, watch people talk, put on wigs. Come in, trying to disguise herself, sitting, talking to somebody, and going, well, I know what that means, and that don't mean that, and this is, I was like, this shit is boring, I'm out. Yeah, that's the movie, basically. It's a lot of conversations, a lot of sitting still, a lot of looking at tape, like, it's a lot of that shit, and and a lot of, like, I don't give a fuck. And I didn't, that's why I got my ass up and took a nap. Yeah, I really think if it wasn't about us killing Bin Laden... Nobody would have gave a fuck about this yeah. movie. At all. Like, if you just changed this to we killed a random drug dealer in South America, this movie goes the way of uh, Medal of Valor and nobody watches it. I didn't even see that one. But uh, did you guys see Argo? No, no. I, I have it at home. I'm going to watch that later on this week. I'm saving that. But uh, yeah. I hear that's a better movie. I, but I just wanted to go back and watch the Oscar movies. I've been right. staring at The Hobbit. I've been watching, I watched like an hour of that today. I've been staring at Lincoln for a good month now. Yeah. Every time I go to put it in, it's like my blackness won't let me. It's like, you gonna get mad, nigga? You gonna get mad? It's not yeah. historically right. Yeah, you, you right. better than See, me. This is, this is the thing, like, people, when Django came out, people were saying, oh my God, you know, I can't believe, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx learned how to read that fast. How was his haircut? so good the razor technology wasn't that good back then mm-hmm. but then they just let you know we let abraham lincoln vampire hunter just you know slide right ah! let run this, over horses you know, yeah and it's just like and it's just it, it's just this arbitrary sense of being like putting your foot down on what's historically accurate and what's not yeah and, abraham and i just go ahead abraham lincoln vampire hunter is far more racially problematic than Django far more like the way the attitudes about slavery and how they treat it and everything is completely nonchalant like it is way more far more disturbing than anything i saw in all of django like django was realer than that 
they ate the slaves. And like, like that's still, yeah. like, regardless of what you think, that's still people's property that you eating. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> was, that's like coming to somebody's house and just sitting down and opening up their fridge. Like, that's that's not proper. Very improper. Like, right, you just gonna eat my porterhouse like that? Right. You know, you know? I was saving that slave for later. Right. <laughs> just eating my slave. I knew that movie wasn't fucking around when within the first three minutes like they beat the shit out of that little kid like yeah the black kid the little black kid i was like damn and then and then they had to size it and make abraham lincoln the most perfect white man of all time (laughs) he was you didn't know he jumped in front of the whip and everything like you would not beat toby and matter of fact i'm sure it wasn't toby i'm sure it was somebody of note like because every black slave in the movie turns out to be somebody and shit. Was well, like, course. you will not beat Sojourner Truth, my friend. It's ah. like, it's like, come on, man. Now listen, me and my other black person I respect, Benjamin Banneker, are gonna go over here with George Washington yeah. Carver and invent peanuts. Now I know I'm the president of the United States at some point, but this is really important too. Yeah, you will not beat Oprah Winfrey's mama because Oprah Winfrey will be the future for all black people. Yeah, at some point he invents the cotton gin to save niggas from work. Like it's too of much. Course. Yeah, it's, 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 it's this whole revisionist bullshit. And I and then we got the butler coming out soon. And I, I just, can't wait to oh, see that. Now that is going to be greatness excellent and not just excellent it is going to be the movie you have to see in order to keep your blackness for another year boy don't you know who went for that butler doing everything that he was doing you would be shit boy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like how many how many of these like we're trying to win the Oscar movies. Black people had it bad. And it's just, I just get tired of it. Like, I know I have to go see it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, yeah, I feel like I, coming to him. It's just like, yeah, yeah you don't like, go. Uh, if you don't go see it, Chris, you definitely can't come back on this show. I know that's, uh, <laughs> I can't speak for the rest of your life, but you will not be welcome on the black guy with Tim. I've already bought my ticket. I've pre, I've pre-ordered it. Th- thank you. God. Thank see, God. you. You can't do that to Chris because Chris has been around. He has been around. He was the first guest when we started the five day week schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the first guest on the show when we started charged for premium content. Yep. You cannot be doing this to this man. <laughs> he is our butler and he has taught me to not be, to not be racist to black people. Yes. Oh man. JFK was like, I used to be racist, but you served that tea so well. Did he say you changed my heart? Yes. Yes. You'll change my heart. Yeah, I don't. It's fucking goofy. It's like we have to go. It's like, I know you hear this argument all the time. It's like we got a black president and we have to go in the past to look at all these goofy movies where we couldn't drink out of the same water fountain anymore. And and you can't. And there's never. It's not not saying that there's never, but you can't see any movie without feeling like your blackness is is like in quest you know it's yeah. just like i i know i'm black like i live through it every day i just want to eat pineapple slices and watch episodes of felicity sometimes like yeah. i'm serious man well i think like, before before the movie starts i'm going to see this at a black theater of course before of the course. movie starts i'm definitely going to try to start one of them soul church uh chants and shit that mm-hmm. 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 
with the yeah. No, no, you got to be Jesus on the main line. Tell them what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell them what you want. I can't yes, wait. Yes, that, that's what we're going to be hitting up and up. And I'm, mm-hmm, tell them, Oprah. Yep, I'm going to see this with my mama and my daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all the old black people with me. We having a good time. <laughs> potato salad. Yes. Oh, gotta have potato salad, fried chicken. You gotta have a green bean casserole. Yeah, I'm sneaking it all in the purse. Sneaking it all in. <laughs> I don't some know. Sweet tea on the side with some awesome lemonade. I don't know why. I don't know why people hating dog, but the butler is gonna be some good ass, completely ridiculous uh blackness. Oh, I when cannot is wait. Out? Is it coming out like like in the fall or? Is yeah, it- I think it's I coming say, out. I don't in the fall. even know, but I'm ready this, to go see it. Martin Luther King is in the movie, dude. What is oh, the point of yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of that? It's going to be like, this is some good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a Negro serve me coffee like this. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I'm going to go down south and get my ass beat so y'all can serve coffee without feeling like you're, you're, you're burning down. <laughs> going to have the same musical supervisor from 42 like he's going to be it's going to be the same of course i feel like this is going to be the black forest gump where like he's just serving people at all the historical moments in in time of course that is so true yeah it's like martin luther king got shot he's like oh lord what am i going to do with this tea sir and they just <laughs> to the next historical event, you know what I mean? You, you guys watch Mad Men? No, no, of course not. That shit is too white. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, well, a lot of black people were mad on Twitter a couple of weeks ago because they had they had the Martin Luther King assassination, and they were talking they how all the characters reacted. Some were like sad, and like some didn't give a fuck, and like black people were mad. But it's like, yo. That's what these their life. These are are white people in a specific time, in a specific like subculture. Not really a subculture. Just uh, yeah. If you, if you think about the the ad co- advertising company, but it was just like that was how it was. And and like then there was I did see a new um role for a black person in that episode, uh, movie theater custodian. Oh, good, uh, good. Yes, I was like, oh shit. So I tweeted the the picture of them and like and like they were trying to look at the black people all like serious and just like oh this is really sad that martin luther king died and they you know all this bullshit yeah but no, it, that, that gave a real depiction because that it probably really probably was all across the board well if you're yeah. black and you've been watching that show that's what you get yeah i wasn't mad about yeah. it but because i was just thinking that's how it was and like yeah, yeah there's a couple sprinkles in it of black people and that's how you know it's realistic par for the course you can't be mad at an extra white show for fucking up some mlk shit or not showing the characters being apathetic that's what the fucking show's about yeah because in reality they all wouldn't a lot of like well it ain't me i don't care that you have some people that really had compassion but that's and the sad part about it ain't got nothing to do with the color skin that's just how people are in general people are like fuck you i I know y'all getting stopped at frisk but i'm not getting stopped at frisk so i don't give a fuck my main issue with that show anyway is that they don't have enough dragons like i will pay attention (laughs) to the i'll pay attention to the inner workings of your family soap opera like drama as long as occasionally 
uh poltergeist comes out someone's pussy or a fucking fire someone can make a fire sword with their blood like you gotta throw <laughs> some shit in there that's gonna keep me interested and i'm not interested in did we make the new marlboro ad or not like fuck yeah. that that's just work i can go get a job at an ad firm if, if i want to see that worry about that kind of bullshit uh so no i'm not that interested in white people's lives and if 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 so-and-so if don is cheating on his wife for the 17th yeah, time something like that would be something we would i if if i and this is if i did watch it after the series ends mm-hmm. and that's if i did watch it i doubt i'll watch it um so yeah and uh send all your hate mail to chris lambeth at gmail.com um <laughs> what did i say hateful no nah, i just uh if you have anything that i said hateful you send it to oh, okay, yeah, chris you. lambeth don't send it to me um because i don't care all right uh, another thing i was thinking about uh you know those commercials where they show people that died during texting mm-hmm. oh yeah and the text is always something like uh lol and then she dies or yeah and now and 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 or or hi or something and, and let me say this man number one maybe what she read was that fucking funny nobody ever says that <laughs> nobody ever says that man Maybe it was worth crashing into a tree you don't know yeah i've pl- i've tweeted plenty of stuff where i'm like yo somebody read this in the car they dead they are dead <laughs> is that goddamn funny don't read at your own risk it's not my fault um so yeah maybe it was funny what you need to show is a tweet she was reading if the tweet just said like uh you know fart or something then i'm like okay yeah that's a dumb reason to die you know right you died over a whack-ass joke right um but what i was thinking is uh since they show the text that you're sending the commercials would really hit home if the families and stuff would make up more embarrassing text that they actually didn't tweet because it's about saving lives guys it's not about the truth it's about saving lives so instead of getting bogged down in what actually happened and say oh she was texting hi why don't you text something like she died and uh the text that she was reading was where do you see my dick and uh <laughs> now i now i don't have a sister and, and uh, i think that would be a lot more like ooh, yeah i could i tweet dumb shit like this all the time i don't want to die on that tweet you know like i don't want to die on, like show the tweets that aren't worth dying over yeah and uh or the ones that aren't common like smh is not is a is a common tweet that i'm it doesn't scare me i'm like i type smh 400 times a day any of those times i could die i don't give a fuck but if you show me saying something like uh you know uh the thing about sucking a dick and and i never got to finish it that is embarrassing who knows what i was gonna say it's like women yeah, they, they were like they were like uh breaking news rod on a blackout who tips was gay what, what right. why didn't nobody tell me this i've yeah. been married to him all these and years and nobody life, told I'm me like, no right I'm, gonna- I'm in my coffin like in heaven like but that's not what i was saying lord <laughs> he's like well it's too late and you're not getting in because you know we don't play that no <laughs> you know the thing like i was thinking about um jason collins today and uh i know you went on jl calvin's show righteous uh and it what is the last word because he has on his itunes by the way uh, jl calvin has uh uh righteous p and it's just like uh, uh, the, those letters that you use for cursing oh it's prick. it's prick i don't think itunes lets i don't think itunes will let him uh put prick in there or something okay so that's why he uh 
does that. All right. And iTunes is weird like that. It won't let you put prick, but you can do dick. You can't put pussy or vagina. You can't put pussy or vagina, oh, no. but you can put dick in there, though. Let me tell you something. J.L. Calvin, if you ever listen to this, uh, if you ever accept my friend request on Facebook, which you might not, because I did say that Chris was right about his argument, and uh, you were wrong. Um, <laughs> so maybe you'll never hear this, and maybe you'll never uh, accept my friendship on Facebook, and that's fine. That is what a man has to do when he has to speak his mind and support his friend. All right. But uh, just take the P-R-C-K and just change the I into an exclamation point. It's much better. And I'll understand what you're trying to say. And iTunes will let it pass. Yeah, iTunes will let that pass. Yeah. Yeah. So you're welcome, JL. And uh, don't, you know, you, the, the success that your podcast gets after this, I'm not even going to take credit for it, man. I'm not even going to take credit. Good luck, bro. Uh, but uh, you definitely were wrong uh, about Walter White. Um, he just, he'll, anything you say, if you mention Breaking Bad and anything else in the same sentence, he'll lose his mind. Breaking Bad is his favorite show. It's one of my favorite shows, too, but you can't, you can't say anything uh, contrary to, to Breaking Bad. Yeah, what, I, what was the argument that started this again? You said an actress on The Americans? Yeah, I said Carrie Russell. I said Carrie Russell's uh, Elizabeth, whatever her last name is, is one of the most complex characters on television since uh, Walter White. Uh, mm. Since Cranston's Walter White and Breaking Bad. And then one dude was like, are you serious? What the fuck? And then uh, JL said something like, "Oh, you you letting your love for Carrie Russell uh, get in get in the way?" And then she said, "The husband." He said, "The husband was better actor." And I was like, "They're both great, but I mean, she's dealing with more stuff. And she's a mom. She's a spy. She's. I think she might have killed more people. I mm-hmm. think." And that I don't know if you guys watch the. I don't. Um, that's what's great about this. I don't watch either show. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I just support my friends that much. Uh, so I saw, I saw the argument. It was like, uh, 20 days later. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I went in there and I said, I got someone has to settle this shit once and for all. JL, you don't know everything. Okay. Sometimes Chris is right. And you got to back off and let somebody be right, man. And, uh, Chris was right in this situation. And, uh, then I, I asked him to be my friend on Facebook and, uh, I'm assuming he denied it because we all know not responding is the new rejection uh, in the internet age. So uh, I, I, he hasn't responded to it. Didn't accept my friend request. So he must be mad that I sided with Chris. It's the only reason I could think of. That makes complete I, sense. Yeah. I have to talk to him. I'm I'm hosting his uh, CD taping this weekend. Uh, he's recording his album. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. Yeah, tell him not to be petty, man. Look, he lost one argument. It's fine. Okay, uh, and then also you should open up with some jokes about how Carrie Russell is better than Walter White. That that would be that'd be pretty good, pretty relevant material. <laughs> what if he goes out after that? He records a special. He's mad the whole time. Like Aww. I was never in my right mind. I was too pissed thinking about this fucking terrible comparison. Uh, even though Chris was right. Um, Aww. so yeah, man. Um, uh, I think they need to make the commercials about people dying during texting way more embarrassing. Uh, you know, maybe stuff like, uh, someone sent it a dick pic or something like that. Like, and then show the dick pic and make it like a really small dick. And then be like, this is what he was sending. And then he died. Like, you know, (laughs) 
uh he said it was too cold in here he probably shouldn't be doing this and then he died so yeah, uh, my ass is and then it just don't see nothing else. right yeah exactly <laughs> um matter of fact another thing i was thinking about too man you know how uh there's been this argument chris i don't know which side of this you come down on yet but some a lot of people are saying that jason collins coming out at 34 about to retire possibly not on the team not on nba roster coming out as a gay nba player that is not really brave he's not a hero and uh you shouldn't be celebrated for that um what do you think about it man i think uh he's towards the end of his career and he might that that could be a play uh, it's it still is brave for him to do that, but I don't think you'll have the big ripple effect uh, because he's not a star. Like he's not like it's not he's not like uh, if James Harden were to do it. Like we talked talked about it on JL's podcast. It's like if he's a, a star that came that that did it and came out. And I mentioned I mentioned a couple times on different podcasts about uh, this play called Take Me Out written by Richard Greenberg, which is about a, a star baseball player, a Derek Jeter-like baseball player that comes out uh, and then the, the play deals with the after effects of this star athlete coming out. So I don't think you'll see a full impact, uh, but Jason Collins, for him to do that, it is, there's, it is brave, but we don't. It, it, there needs to be somebody else to do it like somebody that's of higher stature yeah i now i personally think it is brave mm-hmm. and uh, i think uh that he is a hero to a lot of kids and maybe that he'll be the impetus for the next for the person who does enter the nba and says i'm gay from day one you know yeah maybe he'll be that for the guy who is actually really good and we all think he's gay like richard uh jefferson or something like that he won't have to be in the closet for his whole career um but what i was thinking is um people act like he's not brave because he's not gay enough mm-hmm. like he's i think gay that, enough well you know what it is like i think it's a big oh, part you gotta of be extra sugar extra cream or something yeah i think like if he was started wearing like fucking uh flamingo uh berets and shit people would be like oh, oh okay now this guy's brave he's yeah. got the audacity to be super duper gay around a bunch of guys in the locker room and now he's brave and and i think and i think for me it has to be really really insulting to uh gay and lesbian people when they're just normal people like everybody else right and there are people that are like that and that's them but they're not a monolith just like all straight people are not a monolith Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where you like oh why do i need to be in colorful ass shorts up my ass and and out here dancing and, and waving the flag. Well, I Why think, can't I live my normal life and still be gay? I think that's what people mean, though. When they Like, they don't know that they mean this. But when they say he's not a hero, he's not risky, what they mean is he's a safe type of gay dude. Like, you never like know that. he was gay. And that was scarce him. So I could be sitting like beside him and not know. If he was wearing, like, fucking um, glitter and lipstick and shit, like, people would be like, oh, now this dude is a fucking hero because uh he's brave as hell to be out here so gay so yeah. gay like i think and you know and i think what he needs to do is get on a good nba team as a scrub because he's a scrub he can't help it yeah he is. but that means he can probably go play for anybody for the minimum you know whatever so you get on a contender maybe you go to the heat uh you go to the thunder something like that you get on a contender 
and then the game seven of the nba finals uh he should go to half court and blow a dude man just suck that dick on national tv in front of everybody in the world and then everybody will go he's a hero man because that took a lot of bravery to suck somebody's dick on national tv as a gay athlete mm-hmm. um and uh you have to respect that man not everybody could do that and it's not going to necessarily get you some more shoe endorsements it's not going to um get you a new contract but uh you know you suck the dick on national tv you can't take that kind of shit back and that's dumb that's dumb mm. that's idiotic People are stupid when it comes to talking about people that are gay and lesbian. People act like they're supposed to be like all flamboyant. And, it, and like I said, if you are like that, that's just part of your personality. Mm-hmm. But it just frustrates yeah. me when people don't go like, well, you straight. Prove you straight. Fuck your wife right here in front of me. Prove you straight. Well, I mean, what's, but what is braver than just like juggling some dude's balls in front of the, the entire United States viewing audience of the NBA playoffs? It's like, not up okay yeah it's it's just like because i i've talked about this before it's just like i don't care what my straight friends do is because i'm not involved like Mm -hmm. i don't really i mean i think most of maybe a lot a lot of our generation or 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 the generation like after us they're they're a little more i don't even want to use tolerant as a word but you could put that in there as a play folder Mm -hmm. but they were like more accepting of people being uh counterculture or or different from from uh the main mainstream and i I was thinking like um uh god where was i going with that i don't i there's so many other issues that we have to deal with as opposed as besides like who somebody sleeps with yes uh, and but and but this like, but this is the issue that we're stuck on that people deal with every day and, oh yeah and no, it is. like honestly saying, like, i feel like past, if we could get past it there's so much more that we could heal you know what yeah, i mean yeah i feel if like the just, irony of this shit is whether they know it or not a lot of these people who are trying to act like it's not a big deal that he came out what they really mean in their heart of hearts that they could extrapolate it out to like what brave means in this situation is him like making out with a dude at a press conference that is what they're talking about like they don't realize it because they just keep using these words to be like well it's not that big a deal i don't see why he's brave what people think he's some type of hero i know karen i know people think he's some kind of hero people think this people think that but what they if they really understood what they what would satisfy them yeah what would satisfy them is him doing some gay shit in front of everybody you know like oh we went in the locker room and jason brought his boyfriend in then everybody go he that is different that is brave that is and they and you know what and they wouldn't like it like they wouldn't like it way gayer shit like that we would consider to be gay like dennis Mm -hmm. rodman yeah not gay like i mean on sports illustrated in the in the dress and like going yeah. to find his book sign and magic johnson and isaiah thomas kissing each other right yeah you you got and i know folks gonna go i probably get an email about this but prince wear heels higher than me yep and taller than me hair is flyer than mine sunk on the super bowl with his hair wrapped up yeah mm-hmm. but you better not call that man gay somebody fight you yeah prince Prince had to spend six hours in the beauty salon on Saturday to get his his hair right. But 
can't say that's gay and the email goes to chris lane with that gmail.com um <laughs> all right we got all kinds of articles to talk about man um some are guest erase some aren't this isn't guest erase um this is someone asking about some advice i guess uh i'm in love with an escort girl but she cut me off since i told her how i feel about her and it's breaking my heart now chris i know you probably picked up a few prostitutes in your day uh you ever fall in love with a <laughs> with an escort girl? No, but I've I've fallen in love with the girl at Five Guys because mm. she would give me extra fries. Mm. So I think they do. I think she does that to everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to ruin it for you, but uh, everybody gets the bag of fries. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not extra special. She wouldn't get you to hook up. My bad. You share that, girl. Um, <laughs> I'm 33 and I'm stuck in a loveless marriage. My wife doesn't want to have sex with me anymore, and I'm certain she's cheating on me. She's 28, and we've been married for five years. She keeps disappearing, saying that she's seeing her mother or going to the cinema with a friend. But later, I find that she's lied. If I ask her where she's been, she just turns it around and makes it out that it's me being controlling and paranoid. I was desperately lonely and desperate for sex, so I went to the Internet and I arranged to meet up with the escort girl. I'm not quite sure what I expected, but there's no way I thought I'd be falling in love. As soon as we met, I felt for her. I felt for her warmth and her sweet, gentle foul, smile. It wasn't just sex, which was amazing. As that is, as that she was so careful to make sure I had a good time. I wanted to stay in her arms and lie close to her heart. We talked about everything under the sun, and I hope that she felt the same way about me. And, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of men, you know, fall for these loose women out here sometimes. And, uh, you know, and it happens, you That's know, us. he's simping. Yeah. What can he's simping? He married, but he's simping for that chick. Uh, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Um, but you know, I think a lot of people would feel like, uh, you know, she, she's, uh, she must've did something to him that blew his mind. He, he's like, Ooh, girl, I ain't never done that shit before. Yeah. Uh, so he says, uh, I took her to dinner one night and gave her a card with a poem I wrote just for her. I'm not much of a poet, but I put my whole heart in those verses and rhymes. <laughs> the next time I called her, I didn't get through. Weeks have gone by and she hasn't replied to my text. Oh. It, it feels like she probably hates me. The hurt is so bad, I don't know what to do anymore. Ooh. That so. trick tricked him out. Yeah. So Deidre gave him some advice. She says, I'm sorry you're feeling so low, but seeing an escort girl isn't the way to solve the problems in your marriage. The girl isn't looking for poems or love for customers. She's just making a living. I'm talking she about that money. She's a professional, right? She's yes. just really good at her job. She makes yes. them feel welcome. Of course she's going to give you undivided attention. Of course she's going to be a great listener. Why? Because you're paying for her time. Yeah, it's kind of like how loser dudes always fall in love with the waitress. At Hooters, yeah. uh, even if it's not even at Hooters, but it is sad when I see guys that, uh, you know, when I'm getting takeout because I go there for the wings, mm-hmm. not for the boobs. Right. I mean, they're nice that they're there, but I mean, mm-hmm. but you see them like, hey, can I email you? I mean, can I just, you know, I just you're beautiful. Right. Not good. Yeah, she friended everybody because she's trying to get that tip, and she's on to the next table. Yeah, and yeah. I always I always find it a little bit fucked up because they're waiting on a tip at the end of the meal and you're kind of holding it over their head with all this flirting and shit you know 
like hooters is is worse because they make the girls flirt with you which is bullshit but like just regular like i hot waitress and you like hey girl you look kind of good holding my grits it's like nigga make me angry nigga i smell like bacon eggs and ham what do you want right but i did uh, honest to god though i fell in love with a outback steakhouse waitress though Mm. she was uh, love at first stop at first sight love at first bite she she was dope like she was that i found out she was an actress and like the people that I was with made me get her number. Mm. I think, no she, no, she gave me her email address. Nothing ever happened. Though, so. You never emailed her? I did email her. Oh, not responding is the new rejection. Like I said, it's just yeah. setting you up, though. That was back in 07. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But now you came up. You should go back in there and be like, uh, I request this waitress specifically. Hey, hey, Chris, did she give you the house A1? Not the A1 sauce at the bottom, <laughs> dog. You know, at Outback, you don't need the A1. You can just get it straight. You know, I don't think you need it. Mm-hmm. Stay soft. Well, but, here's the thing, Chris. Uh-huh. That's loser behavior, okay? It is. It is very yeah. loser behavior. Yeah, you can't be hollering at the waitresses out here. Was, okay, guys? I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Any yeah, I feel you. And you got a lot of pressure from your friends and shit, and I get yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Uh, But let's not do that again, everybody. People listening? Don't do that. It's tacky. Learn from my fault. Yeah. It's like, it's like hollering at the McDonald's drive-thru girl while you're asking for a hookup. It's just fucking tacky. It is. It's terrible. You know. Like, I like to take you out sometime, but the message I want to send right now is I don't have enough money to pay for two Big Macs. Can you throw some more fries in the bag? That's like, all you're saying. It's a terrible message. Um, but I yeah. can't afford apple pie, girl. Come the on. advice I would have for this dude is um, break up. No, you you're in an unhappy marriage, and y'all are both fucking other people. Why? And it's weird how marriage is like considered so above and beyond because this lady is like, yeah, you need to save your marriage by doing. Why? This marriage is fucked. Move the fuck on. You have funner shit you could be doing right now. Uh, all right, another quick thing. Did you guys know that uh the cicadas are coming back? The who? Cicadas. What's a cicada? Cicadas. Yeah, the cicadas. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know, but I, it's about that time, right? Yeah, cicadas. I guess they they chill like seventeen years, and then like they come back and they come back full force, and uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, and this article calls uh, cicadas the shrimp of the land. No. Mm-hmm. Do it taste like shrimp or something? You know. Now I thought the alcatas was bad. But the sit the cicadas, this this terrorist cell is coming back. They're gonna make a lot of noise. They're gonna be all in your backyard. It's gonna be billions of them. And this person says there's billions of bite sized snacks about to appear in your backyard. Who the fuck wanna eat bugs? After nearly two decades living under the earth, cicadas are about to shake off the dirt and invade our great outdoors. And they'll be right for the feasting, says Isa Betancourt. An entomologist from the Academy of Natural Sciences of Drexel University. Have a good time, woman. It's a delicacy that's rare. Karen, you only can eat these like once every 17 years. I don't give a damn. I don't want them. Uh, they are the shrimp of the land. They are anthropods, which means they have an exoskeleton. We regularly eat anthropods of the sea, and those are shrimp, lobster, and crabs. Yes, because they're delicious. Well, maybe cicadas are delicious, Karen. Mm-mm. And so cicadas are arthropods, too. 
the magic the magic the magic cicada i don't know magic is the as this type of cicada is named spend 17 years underground snacking on the roots of plants trees and vegetables now they're coming above ground to shed their skin and mate like other edible insects cicadas are nutritious according to betancourt she says their bodies are high in protein low in fat and mm-hmm. feature a lot of muscle Mm-hmm. Why? Why they don't? Why they not selling cicada sandwiches and shit at McDonald's and Burger King and all that shit? Cicada po boy. Yeah, I mean that means since they all nutritious and shit. Uh, Bancor suggests trying to grab the magic magic cicadas uh, when they're fresh from the ground and undergoing their molting stage, which consists of shedding their skin as they prepare to fly away to find a mate. Oh, that's when they're the softest. And when they emerge, they'll be kind of a green color. And after a few ardent, out after a few hours, they'll harden. Oh, that sounds disgusting. So, uh, when I see white folks outside with their um, magnifying glass looking at the ground for bugs to come up, I know that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I ain't got time to be out there watching no bugs come up at the ground trying to see if they turn to green. The scientists say you'll most likely find soft cicadas in the hour in the morning hours. She says you can uh, still eat them once they harden, but you can expect a little extra crunch. Crunch, yeah, from them legs you're crunching on. You also want to pull off the wings because, like corn kernels, they can get stuck in your teeth. Oh, are they? Are they big? I mean, can you see them? Are they huge? How big are they? I guess big. They're, they're, co- like, they're not. They're a pretty decent size, but aren't they just like for people who like to eat those, like eat grasshoppers and? Maybe Put chocolate on them and stuff. Like well, those are for insect enthusiasts, I guess. Well, it's only once every seventeen years. How can you really, you know? What, how can you know? So you can see people in, on Instagram and these cicadas. Mm-hmm. I got my cicadas, nigga. <laughs> Step your cicadas game up. All of my plate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram straight flexing. Yeah, we selling them cicadas. I got, I got, I got the cicadas five for a dollar, dog. There's a couple of dozen recipes on how to specifically prepare cicadas. Bancourt is planning on taking an old shrimp skewer disc her grandmother has made for ages and substituting the insect. She also suggests boiling your instincts to first, first to quickly kill and clean them. So, yeah. I wonder, I wonder where they let people use their EBT cards to get cicadas. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I wonder. I'm like, like, I don't understand what happens. So do you just go out in your backyard and just grab a bag full, go in your house and boil them? I guess. If you eat them boiled, they taste a lot like shrimp. If you eat them all natural, raw, they've got a delicate nutty flavor, buttery texture. I like the soft shell ones. So if you guys are looking uh. for some women that eat bugs, uh, you know what I hope. I'm good. Hey, Chris, you heard about the latest in cosmetic surgery that's going around uh for all the white women that want to look like black women but want to keep the privilege of being white women no i haven't rod why don't you tell me about it well first there was collagen um injections then came the booty injections skin darkening and now the tit two the who the tit two karen what's that the tit two so we we got something special for the tits a new version of the titties micropigmentation dubbed tattooing involves darkening the nipples and the area around them so they appear more prominent and sexy that's right black ladies your nipples are in and you are out 
so the blacker the berry the sweeter the the nipples oh lord have mercy no black folks nipples ain't dark uh yeah. mm-hmm. uh the area around them so they appear more prominent sexy here diana appleyard uncovers how the procedure works why it has grown and she speaks to three women about their reasons for having it and why it was done to them you and you know what i'm you know what i think that a lot of these white doctors i like the steve Harvey's and stuff of the world where they just find any way they can to take these white women's money they were like you we we know that you, you really ain't happy with yourself we know that you know you don't mind being white and you like going out with all the right privilege but deep inside you like the 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 qualifications of the sisters so we gonna make you as dark as we can but we're not gonna make you dark enough so you don't cross the line so you don't get accidentally called a nigga but we're gonna make you dark enough so that you be recognized so we gonna what we're gonna do first we're gonna do the tanning Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, okay, you don't like the tan in bed, we're gonna get your tan and cream. Okay, you don't, you, you know, you don't like the tan and cream, you want a big ass, you know, we got the butt injection, you want big, full of lips, we got the, you know, the lip injections, and now working on your titties. I think that, that them people is like the Steve Harvey, where they just, yeah. just harp on these poor white women's emotions. But they'll, but just like black, just like black women look sideways, a lot of white women look sideways, be like, y'all know what, this is some bullshit. Yeah. I think uh, plastic surgery is the white woman's relationship book. I do too, because to me it's a complete me, 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 and, and to me it's a complete ripoff, and I, I really think it's a cultural thing. I think in general, because most black people cannot afford, like in general, cannot afford to get all this work done. Most of them don't give a damn, but like shit, I'm gonna get old. Old is just part of the process, and we don't age as quick. And yeah. we and this one, and I think because of that, we go, oh well. We don't panic with every wrinkle. We don't freak out about the, the, the least little thing that happens to our body because it's natural. And I think also uh, something else is not talked about, which I kind of feel bad sometimes for white women. But because in general in our society, they're pulling a pedestal to be perfect, look perfect. Everything got to be perfect. You got to be a size two. You got to, you know, have your kids and, and be the perfect mommy and, and do all this shit that they actually deal with a lot of stress trying to be perfect that it kind of pushes them to get all this stuff done and the thing about it is that it to me and i guess from my perspective i don't want to be cut on unless i have to be cut on that's just my personal perspective but a lot of times they get cut on so much that it doesn't even look natural you don't look real you look like some foreign alien that's just walked in somewhere but i guess for a lot of people that's a standard and, you know, all y'all looking like E.T. at each other and the rest of the world looking like y'all look fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think, yeah, plastic surgery is fucked up. And I think maybe it's a class thing and an insecurity thing. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing um, wrong Because with people it. have the money and yes. the access to it. Yes. So it, they are preying on these women. But, um, yeah, man, darkening your nipples seems like a really weird it's right and it's strange and like i said it's nothing wrong if if you want to get surgery and that's what you want to do i'm not knocking that and if they they say that the inks fades over time too so it's not even like it's permanent yeah so you got you got to go back and get it redone yeah that's that's just like uh what and i didn't realize is that's like um um, when people get like that like they 
they titties lift and stuff like that, breast lifting and things like that. What they don't tell people, it's like a tune-up. Every so many years, yep. gravity's going to take its course. So guess what? You got to get recut and relifted, recut and relifted, recut and relifted, instead of just letting gravity go ahead and pull them down and right. go on about your business and get a good bra. Mm-hmm. It's like when you see your favorite porn star get, like, too many tattoos and you see her, like, she changes her, her titties, like, she gets it, and it's just like she's not the same. Yeah, it's well, like, you know what's weird, though, is, like, and I'm sure women would, might, some might disagree, but they're not doing this shit for us. No! Like, nah, they're this, doing it for them. Yeah, no dude has ever been, like, yeah, let me see them tit. Oh, what's wrong with your? Uh, why are your nipples so light? Like nobody ever has that reaction to seeing the titty. Like, and why that- does your titty look like a roar shark test? Yeah, right. it's like you know, like you need, you know, baby, your titties is fine and everything, but uh, you need to darken them nipples. I mean, <laughs> hey, yeah, right. you know, I'm not trying to make love to no headlights. I need uh, some nipple darkeners. You know, I want to see like some eyeball pupils on your on your titties. And 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 the thing about it. <laughs> And the thing about it, I know some women do it for other women approval, but some women do it because we're stupid and we think that's what men want. Actually, let's just keep that real because we don't really ask men what they want. And men, yeah, that's what and I mean. Men like everything, and they like uh, your yeah. tip. They like your titties, and then your and your areolas is big or as small or as wide or as flat as they is. They gonna suck on them. They what? don't really got a preference. You, like because right. it's on you, and you're a woman, and. That like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the biggest trick that 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 these plastic surgeons have pulled is convincing women that it's like a thing that men want. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's some men that need a woman with uh triple G boobs and shit like that, but the vast majority of dudes are just happy to be getting some pussy. Like we are yeah. just really like it's like really me. You chose me of all the people on the earth to show me your titties. Thank you, ma'am. You know what I mean? It's not like if you walk in the strip club, every woman is a dime. Ain't that the truth? But it'll still be filled with dudes in the middle of the day eating a fucking 69 cent spaghetti buffet special because there's titties in there. Sight unfucking seen that our titties in there. That's all they like, care about. These doctors got these women fucked up, man. I'm like, I don't know well, anybody. Too. It's society too, mm-hmm. Rod, because it's just like, since ever since you're a girl, you see these magazines, these wedding magazines, these Cosmos, they got they got little Teen Vogue, and these these pictures of these women that are photoshopped that look a certain way that make you think you gotta look a certain way, and it's like people, some of these like bloggers that like, talk about somebody that's who's hot right now, Kate Upton. Yeah, it's, as fine as she looks, they're like, oh, she's fat. Like right, right, right. And that she's fat. The girl's beautiful. And, you know, it's just it's just any any people will have. And like to a dude, like, oh, look at her titties. She's hot. Tina Upton's hot. I just have never been in a conversation with men where we were saying, man, yo, she was bad as shit, man. But her nipples were like, they were like tapioca, nigga. Okay. I mean, for real. Um, I'll deal with, you know, I mean, just a little bit of darkness you know what i'm saying i need I, t- if your nipple is just tan i'm not fucking with you i need nipples like as I'm black i need nipples as black as the audience to see the premiere of the butler okay ah that's some darkness i sir. need <laughs> I, I need nipples so black that they could be casted in a cosby sitcom 
spinoff that is how black i need my nipples and nobody believes that like i'm just telling y'all when you start getting trolled on twitter about this shit don't say rod didn't tell you nobody gives a fuck about this shit just letting you guys know um all right uh let's do some guest erase you ready to do some guest erase uh chris let's do it let's do it all right um i have a feeling that one of these articles is gonna start playing in the middle of my guest yeah. erase one of them was playing earlier it yeah. was just like ooh, <laughs> I, just, I don't care what y'all talking about i'm playing uh, right now yeah i always panic about this shit um uh, all right well, let's let's try this one and hopefully nothing will play uh during this but uh this is about a principal who uh is upset with some students man she's very upset feels like a privacy privacy's been uh violated and uh kids are paying the price so oh snap let's see what what you think at six a high school senior was suspended weeks before his graduation he posted his principal's mugshot on the social media website instagram Channel 2's Tom Jones is live in Jonesboro at school board headquarters trying to find out what policy this kid violated to get suspended for four days. Tom. Uh, Javita, the student's family says nowhere in the student handbook does it say that you can get suspended for passing misinformation. But school officials here told me that Keandre Varner did much more than that when he posted his principal's mugshot online and said he thought she'd been arrested for DUI. I didn't like really like the plot from a teenage slash oh. flick, but oh, unfortunately, you know. it. it is yet another reminder yep, that, that real we'll do that Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Let me go, go back. Character. But that's exactly what Riverdale High School senior Keandre Varner says. Principal Jamil Miller Brown says he did, and it's why he's suspended for four days. Days he needs to study for his final exams. I need to be in school. Varner says he put the mugshot on his Instagram page, and when one of his followers asked Stray flexing. Why did she get arrested? He says he posted, I think because of a DUI. Varner says Miller Brown found out and called him to the office. And she was like, you said I got arrested for DUI. And I was like, no, I said, I think you got arrested for DUI. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got, he got uh, all litigious and shit on her. Like, mm-mm. See, you ain't gonna... That's entrapment. <laughs> Had no business doing that bullshit. That's when Varner says the principal tried to get an officer to arrest him, but the officer refused. So he was suspended. The school system says Miller Brown was arrested in March after she missed a court date for a speeding ticket. Administrators here say Varner was suspended for disrupting school by showing this mugshot to everyone. And they say he was... Bel- by the way, throughout this entire police report, I mean, news report... They are showing her mugshot to everyone. Mm-hmm. That's public. That's like public. That's public domain, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Anybody yeah. have access to it? But the kid is just yeah. being a dick. Yes. Yeah, he's being an asshole. But mm-hmm. yeah. When the principal confronted him about it, Keandre's mother says that's not true. She says the suspension letter the principal wrote explains the real reason. Keandre passed around misinformation. She thinks the principal went too far. Keandre also says he never showed the mugshot to classmates. I put it right I don't on believe Instagram that. and that was it. I don't believe that. And like you showed the shit when you put it on Instagram. Yeah, he didn't have to pass it around to classmates. Yeah. If they have Instagram and they're his Instagram friends, like I'm sure most of them oh, are, they're going to see it. They just that's saw just it. A, that's just a, uh, a 2013 version of the burn book in Mean Girls. Right, right. That's what it the is. School- 
school system told me the principal reduced the suspension to two days, so Verna will be back at school tomorrow. Other parents told me that she threatened their kids with suspension for having that mugshot in their phones. Those parents say it's on the Internet and the principal can't suspend everybody. We need to stop getting County. traffic tickets. Stop getting traffic violations. Show up. Show up to your court date, ma'am. Ain't yeah, that the truth? Yeah. How about that? Be a fucking role model. Right. I'm. Pre I'm pretty sure they'll they'll let you take take the few hours off to go to the courthouse. Right. Yeah. And get that situated. You got days. Mm-hmm. Use one. Jonesboro. Tom Jones, Channel Two Action News. So incorrectly, he said uh -huh. DUI. But what if he had reported it correctly and said not showing up to court for a speeding ticket? Then what? That's a good question. I, the parents seem to think that the principal didn't want anyone discussing or at least passing that mugshot around. And possibly not knowing about it. All right, Tom. All right, the principal now. is probably an asshole. They're both black and an asshole. Okay, both black assholes, according to Chris. Let's check the chat room and see what they say, guess the race. They are both colored. Mud Skipper, one who was forced to go to church by their mom and got that deep leg pension for falling asleep while the pastor was preaching black. Uh-oh. One who a double major in Kool-Aid science and chickenology in college. Damn. Ha <laughs> ha Damn, he's uber black. Keandre, come on, son. I don't, I didn't know I couldn't do it. I've been hanging around too many white people black. Young Moon Cricket. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The correct Young answer. The correct answer is black. And I just want to say this real quick. I was talking to a friend of mine to, tonight who was a teacher. And he actually got it, uh, like, he had, he had to, like, get written up and, like, do a bunch of shit because some kids, like, threatened him. And one of them, like, was miming, like, he was going to punch him. And then another one, because he was telling him, like, get inside, you guys got to go to class. And another one ran up behind him as if to, like, rush him. And he turned around and, like, just stuck his fist out. And the guy, like, kind of ran into it or something, according to him. And, um, then the, the, the guy was like, uh, why, you know, you hit me. Then he tried to act like he wanted to fight the teacher. And then he went home and told his mom and all this shit. And I just got to say, man, like the fuck has happened to people when, a, so a, when a kid can go home and go to their parents and say the a teacher hit me at school. And the parent doesn't say, what the fuck did you do? Because that's what my mama would have said. It's the only appropriate response. There is no other response. There is no, well, uh, well, we better call the news. Like, you ha you put the kid on trial first. I know it sounds fucked up because you love them and they're your kid. I don't give a fuck. They're still a fucking kid. Ain't that the truth? Find and, out the truth. Find yeah. out what really happened. Like, you know, I remember I had a cousin that used to, like, he fell in class and get written up and act up and get sent home. He told his mom the teacher's racist, and she'd be like, I'm going to go up there and cuss her out. I'm like, your son is flunking everything. I, it's not this teacher. It's not this one teacher. Ain't that the truth? The school is 97% black. How the fuck he the only one getting some racism? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, it's just such a low fucking standard for these fucking kids, man. See, that's why I'm glad, so glad I ain't had no kids. Because that would be my question. What did you do? And if yeah. we find out you didn't do anything, then we would go further with it. Like, if if this is my son and I found out 
they this is what he did on instagram he'd be in fucking trouble yeah he would like, i wouldn't too. be like i'm gonna get that principal fired i'd be like motherfucker what are you doing this That's has shit stupid. to do with class what the fuck this got to do with your class that you will post your principal's mugshot talking about some dui i don't give a fuck if she was arrested for suspending kids from school stay the fuck away from it ain't that the truth do your homework is this shit what part of the chapter is this in god damn <laughs> it's true man it's like they because kids kids these days they just kind of th- that norm that shit is normal they post everything and they share everything and they don't realize that the stuff that they post stays on the internet forever if people can have access to everything that you put online yeah, and the, can, inter- the internet never forgets and i think it's a generational thing i think is. with our yep. generation being like the first generation of the internet and things like that and we have a generation now where they both were bo- basically born sharing so mm-hmm. their whole life is sharing and taking pictures and posting and being open and everybody knowing everything and not having any privacy and all that right. shit they view us like what do you mean everybody's not supposed to know there's just some shit everybody don't need to fucking know about you period one person yeah. what one story he told me and this was sad too but uh one of his students died in a car crash uh he's 17 years old uh the driver of the car was drunk at the time driving out of control drove into a tree split the car in half four people were in the car only the 17 year old died the person driving the car was a 15 year old who was uh drunk and uh the funerals whenever and the kids his friends uh the guy was like a 70 year old high school freshman do the math for y'all at home do the math uh i graduated at 17 just saying yeah uh so the kids to commemorate his memory after they put a casket in the ground they want to you know uh i guess commemorate him by lighting up some weed all of them light up weed and start smoking it right there and the mom thought that would be a fitting tribute because if he was here that's what he would be doing because her mom is 20 yeah and it's just like say what yeah and and it's like uh that's a standard you know that's some shit that stars at home man like we keep blaming teachers and we keep being like you know, do this and do that, but it's like I I can't untrain your kid the shit that you think is cool, and yeah, cause that's I, not acceptable. I, I I don't know that's not acceptable, and that's not the government setting you up to go to prison, uh, because getting caught with weed for a black person is worse than a white person. That's stupid. That's what that is. It's fucking stupid, and we shouldn't be yeah. supporting that. So anyway, we can do better. Uh, speaking of sons and mothers. A Riverside man was arrested last Thursday for drunkenly falling and passing out on his mother, pinning her to the kitchen floor for hours. Oh, my. The woman, 81, laid there for an extended period of time. (gasps) 81. Before she was able to get relatives to call the police. When first responders arrived at the scene, they reported that the legs of the mother and the son were intertwined and the son had passed out as he laid on his mother. (gasps) The mother was taken to Loyola University Medical Center where she had to have surgery on her hip, which was broken in three places. Oh! The son was taken to McNeil Hospital and treated for alcohol poisoning. Damn. According to police, Robert Golba, 55, had an order of protection 
and under the terms of it was not allowed in the resident under the influence of any drug or alcohol. So he's clearly like had problems. The violation of the order of the protection did help Riverside police officers make a case against Mr. Gova for injuring his mother, said Riverside police chief Thomas Wetzel in a press release. Gova was charged with one count of felony violation of order of protection. Guess the race of Mr. Robert Gova, 55 of Riverside. Uh, quite. All right. Dumb, damn white bastard, says Justin. Norman Bates, Frank the Tank White. That's some Norman Bates, Oedipus Rex, Cheese Eater shit. Michael and Eda from All in the Family. 55-year-old drug addict white. The correct answer is wait, Cheese Ciroc Consumer. Uh, the correct answer is what? Jägermeister White. Correct answer is white. He is a white man. Falling out on his parents. Him breaking hips. <laughs> Trenton, New Jersey, Chris. Oh shit. <laughs> capital. One down, three to go. There was a message relayed by Victoria's Mercer Court County Assistant Prosecutors yesterday after a jury found Trenton man Keith Williams guilty of plotting a gang killing on the social media site MySpace. People mad about MySpace? Well, look, if there's a place to do this on the Internet and not get caught because nobody ever see it, it's MySpace. Oh, no, 2005, 2006. Unless unless the other place is an AOL chat room, this is the most inconspicuous place Ah! on the Internet. No one will ever click. Williams and and three other men were charged with conspiracy to commit murder in the 2008 shooting death of Iro Bell, and Williams' conviction marks the end of the first trial. A Mercy County, a Mercer County jury returned a guilty verdict against Williams yesterday morning, capping off a complicated two week long court session that required jury members to sift through thousands of private messages exchanged on MySpace and weigh whether Williams would be considered responsible for the execution style murder of Bell despite the lack of physical evidence leaking him to Bell shooting. Wow. So basically, like, MySpace is like the dark, uh, dark, uh, sight around the corner that nobody's paying attention to. So they thought we just chill over here where ain't nobody watching. Maybe it's 2008, oh. which is pretty like that's, I don't think that's the height of MySpace. If I remember correctly, Ew. that's like MySpace was still going down. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Damn. When I moved out, when I moved from Chicago, I had MySpace. I moved to new, new, this area in 07. And then it was like, you got to get a Facebook account, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so I was like, oh, all right. Bell, an alleged fellow member of the sex murder, wait, sex money murder set of bloods gangs was. Sex money murder? Mm-hmm. Wow. We he was found. territories, ain't we? Yeah. He was found dead in May 1st, 2008 in Trenton Stacy Park with two gunshots to the back of his head. Prosecutor said Williams and his three co-defendants, Kareem Sampson, Brandon Edwards, and John Murphy, plotted to kill Bell because they believed he had snitched the police. And identify Samson as a suspect in the unrelated robbery case. Both men were arrested for in 2007. And a strange twist. Ed was 25, was wounded. A strange twist? Mm-hmm. Ed was 25, was wounded during the street shooting on Thursday. It was unclear yesterday whether this shooting was related to the MySpace case, although an artist did leave a link to his music at the swing. <laughs> Are you serious? No, no. Uh, sometimes... Sometimes I, I add that more. sounds like a strange twist. What's going on here? <laughs> Download my mixtape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Trend police did not return calls for comment 
Edwards was in stable condition at Capitol Health Regional Medical Center yesterday. Hospital officials said after the Williams verdict was returned, assistant prosecutors said they felt gratified. It's really nice to at least get some closure for this family. So, yeah, man, guess the race of Mr. Uh, Keith Williams, uh, MySpace uh, assassin. I'm sure it's not Keith Williams. Uh, <laughs> that's racist for black. Great Kool-Aid mixologist, Gangster Coon. Oh, my. One who still looks for women on Black Planet, Black. <laughs> ah! Still on Black Planet, ass John, coffee-ass nigga. One who wears socks and or Timberland boots while filming a porn. Oh. He's down with OPP. Yeah, you know he's Tretch. <laughs> <laughs> Coon Kong. <laughs> good one. Negro that needs to get with the times. He left the clues on his mixtape black. Mad they that he didn't accept his friendship to support his rap career. Oh. Hey, yo, nobody's on MySpace, son. Uh, Carpenter B, the correct answer is a black man. What what's so funny and sad about this segment of the show is that most of the people that do the most racist stuff are black people and talking about black people. Right. Uh, and nobody, no, what, nobody can hate us more than we hate ourselves. I can't wait to get like some, I can't wait for certain guests. Let's just say I'm reaching out to people. I can't wait to get them all here so they can hear this shit. So they can be like, what the fuck? It's what happening. I, what have what I, I stepped into? These are the most racist black people on the planet. Like young Moon Cricket, like I've heard Moon Cricket before right. on the show, and it was hilarious. But <laughs> just the adjective of young, like right. a yeah, Moon they, Cricket, they're very that creative, fullest potential yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, some of them actually practice, Chris. Some of them actually practice. Um, let's talk about this real quick. Um, uh, another guest to race. Where, uh, Chris, you ever sell anything on Craigslist? No, I have not. I'm scared of Craigslist. Yeah, Karen was like, we should look for a car on Craigslist. I was like, do you? No. Are you fucking My serious? My was from Craigslist. I found uh, the place that I'm talking to you in is uh, Craigslist. Yeah, that's a little different because it's a physical place. But even still, uh, I'd be scared, okay? I, there was an article we didn't read the other day about a dude who met someone on Craigslist and then got kidnapped and now his oh, family shit. is looking for him. And, oh. and then he didn't meet him for any auspicious purposes. It was to sell his truck, which was a work truck. They rolled up with no car and he was like, this is odd. Next thing you know, he's gone. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and then here's another, my, on another one. Woman looking to make some extra cash turned to Craigslist quickly. She got a buyer for her game system, but then she says she got robbed. Here's Reed Andrews. Joyce White sold a man a handheld video game system on Craigslist. And hours later, she says he came back and broke into her home. The guy, you know, pulled the, the gun on him, cocked the chamber back and was going to shoot him, demanding the money. White put a PSP for sale on the popular online classified site for $75. The man came to her home Wednesday evening and the transaction went smoothly. And then you bring your family in front of my house. This is the thing. You know, you're yeah. coming in front of my house with your kids. So, but never underestimate somebody. An hour later, White left. And that's when she said the man broke her locked front door. White's fiance was in the shower. He came out to find a man demanding a refund. 
I want my money back. I want my money back. So then he pulls out a 9mm at him. But the money was with White at the store. Then the man saw three cell phones on the living room table. He grabbed the cell phones, threw my glass table across the floor, and ran out the door and ran down the street. White says a Chesapeake detective came by Friday, and she identified a picture of the robber. No word from police if the man has been arrested. In Chesapeake, Reed Andrews. News All right, Chris. Guess the race uh, of the victim. Of the victim. Mm -hmm. Victim sounds white. Joyce White. All right, Chesapeake, Virginia. It's going white. Let's check the chat room. Her family calls her Mama Moonshine White. Dead giveaway white. <laughs> this woman's booty is topologically equivalent to a simple closed perimeter curve in the Euclidean plane. Okay, a.k.a. pancake butt. One with tattooed nipples, Barbara Bush, black, trailer park, Susie. The correct answer is a white woman, guys. A white woman. Um, all right, so, uh, we gotta talk about this before we get out of here, guys. Um, sore ratchetness, guys. Mm -hmm. People still doing it. Uh, in money, in, uh, Vernon, the, the sword apparently is not mightier than the skateboard. Mounties in the North Okanagan City say they are still sorting out the bizarre fight that erupted Tuesday night in the downtown court. They say several men in their early 20s squared off, but the situation became more much, much more pointed when one of the men ran into a nearby specialty shop and emerged with two swords. Now, did he pay for those? He stole them. That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> hey, like, was it like the scene in uh, White Men Can't Jump? He's like walked in like, I want to buy two swords. Like, what? Um, so that's when the second suspect smashed the would-be musketeer in the head with the skateboard. Fortunately, the saber rattler was not seriously hurt and everybody was involved in the Everyone was rounded up at, that was involved in the, the melee. Not surprisingly, he spent the night sobering up and as clear heads emerged, police hope they learn what sparked the unorthodox duel. Here's the thing. What the fuck do you mean? Fortunately, the saber rattler was not seriously hurt. These swords are dangerous. He should have been hurt. You know, I had a skateboard when I was a kid, fell off one, busted my head. Th that was when me not trying to be hurt by a skateboard. Some shit bad should happen ah! to this dude. Fuck that. I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, no guess the race on that one. No guess the race. Uh, second one, police say sword wielding women. Women now, Chris. Wow. Yeah. Still bill action. Even the women are getting in on this. Not me. A trio of sword wielding women were arrested early Sunday after breaking into an apartment and engaging in a bloody fight with the man who lived there. A trio? Where what was is this? At? Did it say where it was at? Uh, Mount Vernon. What is this? The Three Musketeers? For New York? Or yeah, money earning Mount Vernon, nigga. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ah! Uh, see, it says Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael said, uh, <laughs> two people the victim and one of the accused attackers were injured in the fracas the injured suspect remained hospitalized on sunday afternoon the fracas mm -hmm. big vocabulary words uh detect <laughs> all right deputy police commissioner richard burke who is the city's interim top cop said the three women who had one sword 
see this is how fucking stupid people that own swords are there's three of you you come in the house with one sword now y'all all gonna get the same kind of punishment with the crime of course what a dumbass what a dumbass so, can people that like swords can they not even count apparently not you got six hands and, and one and, sword and they didn't even know they was committing a fracas mm-hmm. they broke into the apartment late saturday or early sunday the occupant a 60 year old man fought the intruders and the struggle for control of the blade burke said the man suffered a cut to his finger and one of the swords women were cut in the stomach Burke said he did not know what the women were after or if they took anything from his apartment. Police arrested the women uh, in, in the middle of the street. Jasmine, twi- ah! Jasmine Smith, 24, and Antoinette Brown, 28, both of Mount Vernon, were charged with second-degree burglary. The injured sword slinger was taken to an area hospital. Burke did not identify her or say which hospital was treating her. The victim needed several stitches to close the wound on his finger. Three yeah. women tried to take advantage of an older guy. You can't make this stuff up, said Burke. You sure can't. He's goddamn right you can't because it's too fucking sick. <laughs> it's a crazy world, y'all. It's a crazy world. Anyway, man, if you listen to this, make sure you guys go check out theblackoutist.com slash premium and uh, find a new way to support the show, man. It would be really nice if we could sign up like 100 people and I can never have to worry about, um, you know, uh, working again working oh, anymore oh. uh or anything other than something i love oh and also uh it's actually for those of you who haven't checked it out it's also cheaper to do by the year you actually get a discount if you do yeah. a year uh in advance yeah if you do a year in advance you get two months off so you can't beat it um so yeah make sure you guys do that man we really appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that um of course uh make sure you guys check out the mundane festival podcast chrislamberth.com at Chris Lambert on Twitter. Uh, Chris, man, thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Can I, can I plug something? Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. dude. Feel free. If, if you all have, I'm sure you have listeners, listeners in the Maryland, D.C. area. Tons uh, of them. Mm-hmm. Tons of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, no, matter of fact, to all the people in the Maryland, D.C. area, I'd like to say a healthy, what up, young? What up, young? Mm-hmm. So I just want to say. Tell them, John, the- tell them, John, where to go. Okay, on the 24th, I'm opening for Chris Hardwick at Rams Head Live in Baltimore, Maryland. It's like it's in the uh, uh, like the power plant area, that whole area that they renovated a few years ago. Uh, that's going to be on the 20 Friday, May 24th at 9 p.m. And then in D.C., if you win D.C., I'm going to be opening for Chris Hardwick. The nerd is young. The opening for him uh, again at the 9:30 club at six o'clock. Both of those shows are going to be a lot of fun. It'll be great to see some black guy who tips people out there. Yeah, and everybody be, tell go support y'all. Everybody go tell Chris Hardwick about the blackout tips and uh, really embarrass him into being on the show. This is uh, the only way it's going to happen. Uh, I need you guys to step up and help us out. Yeah, it's going to be it'll be a good time. Say thanks, thanks as always for having me on. No problem, man. Hey, it is totally acceptable to walk up to Chris Harwick and say, what do you have against black podcasters? It's completely fine. <laughs> so if you guys are fans of the show, you want to come see Chris in D.C. and walk up to Chris uh, uh, Harwick and say, uh, not for nothing, but uh, you're not racist against black podcasters, are you? Because, uh, you know, you should probably be on the Blackout Tips. It won't, you know, nothing bad. 
you know nothing bad will come of it but yeah man thanks you so much guys we'll be back tomorrow at five o'clock to do them thrones with uh our girl patrice yes and uh you know can't wait to do it until then please keep signing up for the premium stuff and uh we'll keep churning out episodes and uh hopefully you guys will enjoy hearing our take on sports and food and nerd shit and all kinds of other stuff man so until next time i love you you too baby Mwah. <laughs>